Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, hello and good evening, and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. I'm Bill Sparks, and we're hosting our last show from Indy for a while, but nevertheless, we'll be on next week, per usual, just from Southwest Florida. Take it away, Chris. Okay. Well, you know, he says that all the time. He could be in the same place all the time. It all sounds the same to me. I can never tell. You're but probably anyway, true. Be, in the old days, like when uh, Arthur Godfrey would go down to Florida or something on the radio, you could tell it sounded different than when he was in New York. You know, you do totally new, but, uh, you know, in the days of the uh, the phone lines and all that. But That's the beauty uh, of the Internet. That's right. That's right. We can all be anywhere. We're all in the Steve Nomar studios. All with, with no, Steve Nomar studios. Hey, baby with, studios. Yeah, yeah, we're socially distanced uh, in in a big way in the Steve Nomar. Sure, <laughs> that's right. Rick and I are maybe too close to comfort. Ever, <laughs> Next down. Yep. Anyway, okay, this is uh, show number one twenty one. It is one twelve twenty one, January twelfth, two thousand twenty one, and uh, we have uh, Rick Swan here with us too, uh, our NFL guy, and maybe he'll hang around and talk about anything else that strikes his fancy if he wants to. He can. Anyway, uh, we're going to have our traditional. Uh, uh, lately, anyway, agenda. We're going to start with the NFL. Then we're going to go to college uh, football. Of course, we had the national championship game last night. College football, college basketball. Then we'll do the NBA. We're having more off-the-court uh, health news on the NBA than we're getting basketball. Then we have baseball. Then we have hockey. Today is NHL Eve. Tomorrow the season starts, 5.30 Eastern time. So it's amazing what you can do when there's no fans. You can have games. And there'll be five games tomorrow and five three games of them on tomorrow. TV. And, uh, okay. and then uh, let me give you uh, the death list that we have, the big one, the biggest one we've had, uh, not for the whole time of our show, but we knew it was coming. Unfortunately, we lost Tommy Lasorda, 93 the years old. Biggest one this year. Biggest one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Steve Hendricks, 54 years old, a tight end and linebacker, uh, and a, a concussion victim. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, 83 years old, second baseman for the Yankees in Cleveland. D. Rowe, a former, former UConn uh, coach. Uh, he was 91 years old, uh, preceded Jim Calhoun, a uh, coach or two away. And the uh, final one that came in, Wayne Radford. We'll have Bill talk about him. I, I didn't get an age on him, 64, 65, not too old. Uh, and he was uh, played the, uh, for uh, Indiana University and the last undefeated team in 1976 and played for the Pacers for a year. And uh, so that, that's the death list. So we uh, have our new tradition of going around through the panel. And uh, I'm going to start us off with a couple of things. First of all, um, 
Uh, we need to talk about Bill Belichick. And of course, we know and the two, these two things have to do with Donald Trump. Just figure we'd get them out of the way right away in the world of sports. Bill Belichick was offered yesterday the Medal of, or well, I don't know when he was offered, but sometime this week, was offered the Medal of Freedom, which I'm sure under normal circumstances he would have taken. Apparently, he and uh, Donald Trump have been friends. But he did uh, decline it last night. He said that he has learned a lot about uh, social injustice and so forth uh, from his team the last year with all the conversations about uh, what went on in the summer and so forth, uh, number one. Number two, uh, I just think he didn't want to, like many other entities, he did not want to be uh, associated with Donald Trump anymore. And that leads to the second part of it. What I wanted to say about Donald Trump is we have the information that his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey, uh, will not be hosting the 2022 PGA as it was supposed to, that's going to be taken and given to somebody else. So part of the Trump empire that's going to be crumbling uh, based on the actions of last week. So anyhow, um, other than that, that's good. Rick, what do you have to say for yourself, if anything? Well, first of all, um, <laughs> I, by the way, Rick, a short. lot of positive um, feedback from your uh, rant, rant last week. Yes. Rick's rant. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I got Doug Peterson fired. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, Chris, I think you said this was show 121. Didn't you say 125 last week? Uh, what am I? Yes. 126. You're right. I, read, uh, sitting here. Yes, I was reading the 112.21, and by the time yeah. I, I messed yeah. it up, 126 I is threw him off. I threw him off by missing last week because we had our streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had our streak going. Anyway, yeah. so what's, and, what's um, going on? Yeah. Well, the only thing I wanted to say was uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Wild Card weekend. I thought it was pretty super. I oh, wish that we could do that every was. weekend. Eh? Wow. Yeah. Yep, it was. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Perry, what do you got to say? I did enjoy the Super Wild Card weekend because, frankly, I did not think that the Rams would go up and beat the Seahawks, and they <laughs> did. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. And uh, but uh, it's nice here, and um, everything's going well in the state of Iowa. So let's go now to uh, California uh, Robert. to Robert. Yep. Uh, well, uh, but they're not going well. so well there with the numbers. No, I. Uh... <laughs> The numbers are outrageous, uh, and I wish the Rams all the luck in the world going to Lambeau Field this weekend. Um, but uh, no, he just, uh, he just had to rain on the parade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's why I jokingly said this week. Gee, I wonder what the weather is going to be like, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be too. No, good it's going to. It's not going to be too bad. Okay. No, it's not. It's all relative, Robert. To you, yeah. it sounds bad. For to those of us in the in the cold yeah. weather climes, it's, it's really for for. No, but I was I was thinking of L.A. being an indoor team and having to go play there. That's, well, sure. Know. I mean, that's yeah. the hey. Everybody has to deal with that. Pretty much everybody else is left in the playoffs uh, that they'll be playing in Green Bay. Uh, right. Yeah, they're all they're all indoor teams, so it is what Pretty it is. Much, you know? yeah. Or warm weather. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill, what do you have to say before we uh, get to Sean? Well, I. Just like everybody else, been watching a lot of news the past week and checking a lot of sports and doing a lot of broadcasting on the legend. And I'll bet, unlike, and I'll bet, Bill, unlike me, when I said Super Wild Card Weekend was great for my Rams, I'll bet you don't have that same (laughs) view. We'll talk about that, that. but I'm not shocked, so. I do have to say, before we turn it over to Sean, uh, that Robert did a great job filling in uh, yes, last week. I guess did. you heard that, Sean. Yes, huh? did. I got yeah, a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why don't you uh, get us get us moving here? Well, yeah. First of all, yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, we we you can tell it's it's a pandemic. We had snow in Austin, Texas, six <laughs> inches north of Austin, just twenty miles north. Uh, just. It was crazy, crazy super wild card weekend. So Saturday was kind of nice, but Sunday we were able to hang around, check out some football, and check out some college football, watch 
watch our our new current head coach who's being introduced to the fans right now is, uh, you know, offense last night. Uh, and you know, so I guess we'll t- I'll talk about that in the college uh, a little more. But, yep. you know, anyway, uh, let me, first of all, give you the poll question before I get to the plug. And we will do this later. You can call in and answer on the number I'll give you in just a second. But uh, in honor of Tommy Lasorda, who had some good rants, be thinking about some of your favorite sports rants and tirades. So be thinking about that. And later on, or about any subject, of course, you can download the Zoom app or dial in at 646-876-9923, enter code 287-723-4600. It's pound key twice. Uh, when you come in, you'll be muted. We'll unmute, but we'll have to, uh, you'll have to unmute yourself. Also, star six or alt Y or leave us some more key on the. Don't, uh, don't do it until we tell you to do it, though. Yeah, yeah. And and star, and star nine raises your hand. Star nine, raise your hand and alt A on the computer. I'm not sure what does it on the phone, but yes. So that's raise your hand and we'll tell you to unmute and all that. But that's on any of our subjects. Also, if you want to talk to us at any time uh, throughout the week, if you want to leave us a message, uh, sports lounge at allthingsradio.net, 773-572-7715. Do not mark a message private or 800-693-0595, option two. And with all the changes, remember to go to 712-432-3642, board 9, the Sports Lines board. Board 13 is the scheduled board, especially now with all these changes and everything else going on. But anyway, let's talk about some super wild card weekend. That's right, the first weekend of six playoff games, three Saturday and three Sunday. Yeah, well, we'll start with the news and notes as we do, and then we'll do the scoreboard. And we had a, lot, a fair number of news and notes in the last couple of days, too. Uh, John Elway resigned, well, the first thing that happened, and we just didn't know uh, quite yet about it, but John Elway resigned as a GM for Denver, and uh, he has not covered himself in glory. Uh, he's a lot more like Michael Jordan than Jerry West as far as being an executive. So he's he's going to stay as president, though, I think. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll stay as president. president. So he'll be there for ceremonial things, and that's fine. And, you know, he can give a little input, but I think they, they need to really bring in a strong personnel, personnel thing. He's uh, had many quarterbacks through the system and just hasn't really gotten anywhere, except when he, of course, had Peyton Manning, but he was that's fully true. formed. So the new quarter, yeah. young quarterbacks, he hasn't developed them or anything. Nick Casario, we're going to get into this now. Nick Casario left the Patriots. Finally, they've been talking about this for like a year, to go to Houston as the GM. They couldn't get two him. Years. The Patriots. Two uh, years. Was yeah. it two years ago they started yeah. with this? Oh, yeah. Right. We know they have yeah. yeah, but he finally is, is, has gone there. And uh, so, Sean, you're the uh, Texans fan. Why don't you catch us up on what uh, Deshaun Watson's thoughts are and the whole situation there? Because it's pretty crazy. Okay, yeah. All right, when this all started, if you were, some of you may remember, I think I mentioned it out here, how Cal McNair, the owner who inherited the team from his father, but he was not a hands-on son, kind of like Stephen Jones or Mark Davis or the Roonies or Dean Spanos or any of those, you know, the Mara family, any of the other. He, he, was just, he just got the team, but he said, oh, I'm going to put a committee together, and they're going to help pick the, the champion, or the, not the champion, the general manager. And it was like Jimmy Johnson, Tony Dungy, I think R.C. Buford from the Spurs. There was a couple others. He had executive-type people. And Dan Patrick asked Tony Dungy, and Tony Dungy said, I'm not on a committee. I said, he said he, I told him he could call me and ask me about people. And then apparently – when they signed Deshaun Watson to a contract extension, they said, hey, uh, we want your input on coach, GM, all this stuff. 
And Deshaun Watson got a little frustrated, not because he had to, but because he he felt kind of betrayed. Like they just said, him and the other players, J.J. Watt, some others, uh, and they felt a little betrayed. And he was already mad about the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So they brought in Casario, and he said, hey, I want to be traded. I want out. And, you know, the other thing was every team, every coaching vacancy in the league has asked permission to talk to Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy has been the hot commodity for the last few years, but for some reason nobody's hired him. Uh, and, you know, he's a uh, former Colorado quarterback. Uh, Whoops. Well, Sean we got cut him. off. Uh, I think we lost him. We did. Um, he's He got cut off. Okay. He'll, be, he'll be back. Okay. okay. Well, he can pick up uh, where he was. Uh, um, I can fin- finish up some of these other notes. We had some, uh, uh, just because we'll put this in here now so that we know who was playing quarterback for these teams. John Wolford started for the Rams, but he didn't finish the game. He got hurt, and uh, then uh, back came uh, Jared Goff, and we'll be talking about his performance. And Taylor Heineke started for the, uh, the uh, Washington team because Alex Smith had a calf injury, so he was out. And uh, I thought, Chris, that Heineke represented himself very, very well in this game. Yes, he yes, did, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, okay, uh, and then we had uh, we uh, actually uh, David USF, who's a big Rams fan, did a little research about Rams Packers playoff games, and I didn't think there'd been too many of these things. There's been two, and the Green Bay beat the Rams in 1967, 28 to seven in Green Bay. That was at County Stadium, he told us. And then in St. Louis in the 0102 season, St. Louis beat Green Bay. Uh, so 45 to 17. So it's one to one going into those. So it's funny. Those, those are teams who have done pretty well. They just Rams always seem to play the Vikings <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in that division. They never seem to play the, the, the Packers uh, for Cleveland. Just to get the statistic there in case we forget. There we are. Okay, so let me just finish this a couple items, and then you can get back to your uh, Houston thing. Yeah. And then you can talk about Nickelodeon, because that's the one I skipped to, because I yeah. knew you wanted to talk about that. So the first, uh, so the, we know that the uh, Browns, uh, when we get to the scoreboard, won their first playoff games is January 1st of 95. They really need to start calling this thing 94-95. Jim Donovan was doing what he was supposed to do. He said, first Browns win in the playoffs is 1994. It was New Year's Day. Well, no, that was New Year's Day of 95. They need to call these yeah. things 94-95, yeah. especially if they're going to go into well into February and then next few years you know yep. let's just call the oh, 94 yeah, 95 yeah. like i already do because it, it drives me nuts to be talking about a super bowl that you know happens in, in one year in the the season and then the other thing uh we'll let you finish uh houston and do nickelodeon and then we'll do doug peterson and then we'll get to the scoreboard so uh, to wrap up to wrap I've up, I got a few on, other uh, notes when you're done too. All right. To wrap up on the Houston situation, like I said, Nick Casario was hired. Uh, Eric Bieniemy was being looked at. You know, he's a hot commodity. But Houston did not, for some reason, never requested permission to talk to him. But they finally did it today because I think they're trying to make, trying to say, okay, yeah, he wants him. JJ Watt wants him. Others want him. But uh, now the rumor is that Miami is looking at possibly trading Tua. And the pick that they had from uh, that they got from Houston back to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Now, would they go for that? I don't know. I mean, if I'm Houston, I might look at that. You get your number three pick back. I mean, I'm. You might want to look at that. But it, it's a mess in Houston. It's. If I were Houston, I wouldn't do it. I would take the guy who's already. Remember what John always said. Our friend John, he said uh, they're not profit, they're suspect. And you yeah, got a guy who's already gonna, successful. You know, you know? If he's not one to be there. If he's not one to be there. Well, if they hire the enemy, if they hire the enemy, and now you were saying this, this other guy, who's this Easterby guy? What is his job with Easterby? Easterby is kind of a. Oh, he was the interim GM. He was Bill O'Brien's guy that Bill O'Brien brought in. Uh, 
back in the day, he was a chaplain for New England. And okay. Bill O'Brien brought him in as like his personnel director, and he's the one when they tried to, he was supposed to have been bringing Nick Azario two years ago, and that was a whole controversy, and the Texans got in trouble for tampering because yeah. Jack Easterby said, oh, Cazario's coming with me. Now all of a sudden, Easterby is the guy picking the new GM, his replacement. He's the guy, and so he brought Casario in, and a lot of players, J.J. Watt has not been happy. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't say, you know what, I'm retiring, I'm done, this team, because he's been very critical of the team and of, you know, a lot of it, uh, you know, but if they bring the enemy, they might. But if he's not one to be there, you know, why not dump it? They don't have, they don't have a draft pick this year. They right. don't have, they traded away. They made, I mean, Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby and that whole group, they made, I mean, the, the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and they traded Hopkins. One reason Easterby felt a little uncomfortable because he had two kids from two different women. Just like his concern. I hope he never uh, is a GM in the NBA or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his concern about the enemy was in the past he had a DWI, but he had done. You know, he did everything, and he had been. You know. All that going, but yeah, it, it's just a mess in Houston. It is, and I would it, not make that trade. I would not make that Tua trade because I don't. I get a funny feeling about Tua. First of all, he's been injured a lot. He didn't really, you know. We've had quarterback come barreling onto the field, including Deshaun Watson, you know, and and start to put up numbers. Or we've had a up, uptick like we had in Allen and uh, Josh Allen and Mayfield this year. I mean, Tua is not showing even the spark that they had even a couple of years ago. They were, you could see there was something there. I'm not seeing much with Tua. But yeah. if you look at the other quarterbacks too. Say, oh, we got to, we get to it, but do you go get another quarterback and say, oh, well, you can go get another quarterback. But the thing is that people say it's such a drop off after um, you know Drew Lawrence that uh, you know you could just get well, another two. Attack. And then Justin Fields, you got Justin Fields. Yeah, mm-hmm. well. You know, so anyway, well, uh, so uh, anyway. Robert, you said, oh, Doug Peterson, let's get over it. Let's yeah, do let's that. Do first. Doug Peterson first. And then we'll so get he's back he's to now been fired. Last week we said he was coming back. He was fired. Now, my understanding, and again, you know, you guys are now, and I know that Bill uh, has hooked up Harry with the athletic, and maybe there was something in there. Or you guys are following this more closely, but okay, last I knew, Doug Peterson did what management wanted. He didn't, it was supposedly not his fault. He uh, did, you know, brought in Sutfeld at the end of the game, so they would definitely lose, and that meant they could get the fifth pick or whatever they got fifth or sixth and this was what was wanted now he sits down with jeff lurie the owner they uh decide they can't work together because of irreconcilable differences no no no, direction of the team is what jeffrey lurie okay but what is okay but the players did was there a revolt after that was done you know as far as uh, sutfeld coming in did they did the players really care about that one way or the other well i think the the players did the older players said they they wanted to win the game yeah okay but and there's also a theory going on that that Peterson, it's more of a mutual thing that Peterson got tired of, of them telling him to do this and then leaving him out to dry. Yeah, yeah cause well, there's that. Yeah, he was a scapegoat. Yeah. He was a scapegoat because the rumor is that Lori was like, hey, we want to tank get the higher draft, you know. Right. That's so, the rumor. So that might be it. Maybe they just had an argument about that. I mean, you, you, you didn't come out and say that. If you're the one that wants to do this, you should be a man enough to get out there and say so. So he even lost his own team with that, you know. Yeah. yeah. If I if I'd been the owner, I would have gone over the uh, the uh, two point chart with him. See how that all worked. <laughs> yeah. That was in my now, my now the Jets, Chris, have up the I believe this guy is the Rams development of college scouting and I believe his name is Robert Salah? Okay. No, that's the, the 49ers. That's the defensive 
coordinator for the 49ers. Well, yeah. yeah, defense, and he's going to be. He is interviewing a second time with the Jets. Okay, and yes. apparently he is the leading candidate. And he's also yeah. interviewing today with, with the, the Eagles Philly. as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then but uh, the Jets are actually bringing them in, where all these other these first interviews are all on Zooms. So. That's okay. correct. And uh, Dan Quinn got named defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Yeah, right. uh, and also Gus Bradley got named the defensive coordinator of the Raiders. He moved from the Chargers to the Raiders. Okay. Well, I I don't know. He was, they both got a lot of work to do. Both Dan Quinn and uh, Gus Bradley. That's for sure. Yeah. Those teams. Let's talk about. And uh, Devontae Freeman got signed by Buffalo today, um, with Zach Moss being injured now for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, Jared Zaldier, of course, he played for the he played for the Colts, and uh, because uh, because he was on the Colts practice squad and was not on their fifty three man roster except for the game on Saturday, he was now eligible to sign with another team, so now he's signed with Green so Bay. he's the first player to play in the postseason for two different teams. Two different teams. That, yeah. That's right. correct. And he's an offensive tackle, which replaces, you know, is a, trying to replace David Bakhtiari, who we took in last week, was out. So yeah. do we have any more in, before we get to the, well, uh, the talk about the game? Oh, yeah, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. That's right, Sean. Yeah. Mm. All right. For those of you that do not know, the Saints-Bears game was they did an experiment the NFL did, and it was on CBS with the traditional broadcast with Jim Nance, Tony Romo. But it was also on Nickelodeon because, you know, CBS and Viacom are back to being one company. So they got an idea, and they said to get young kids who maybe are kind of casually, they don't know a lot about football, but to get them interested, maybe watching with their parents, they had an idea where they would do an alternate broadcast, and they had Noah Eagle, the son of Ian Eagle, the radio play-by-play man for the Clippers, along with Nate Robinson. And then they had a girl from one of the Nickelodeon shows, I'm not sure, who she was. She didn't know anything about football. But of course they're going and they're explaining about plays like they there was about they were they were waiting on a safety because they had and they had goofy little images like anytime somebody got a touchdown they had these graphics where they got slimed and they had all different uh, things. They they explained what a safety was, if there was going to be a safety, a cannon went off on the thing and so they would and what they would do is they would explain to the kids about the play, like, okay, this is what this means. This is they had young Sheldon, those of you that remember the T V show on CBS it's on right now, those of you that young Sheldon they had him come out and explain what a penalty was. I mean it, it was kinda cheesy, it was kinda hokey, but you know, if it gets some young kids maybe asking questions about football, and from what I understand, it did. It did 2.1 million viewers. It's the highest-rated show on Nickelodeon since, like, 1993. Highest-rated show since wow. 93 on Nickelodeon. So, I mean, that's on a Sunday afternoon, plus the 10 or 12 million that watched it on CBS. I mean, yeah, some of it's a little hokey. Some of it's a little over the top. Is it going to get kids? You know, I'll say this, baseball. Maybe, maybe not that cheesy, that having slime, but maybe something kid-friendly. You have your tie-in with ESPN and Disney. You have your tie-in with TBS and the Cartoon Network. Uh, maybe do something like that because baseball, if you want to get the younger fans, take a look and maybe modify what the NFL, yeah. maybe modify something. Yeah, Mickey like Mouse NFL. has been around almost as long as baseball. He could certainly explain yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had SpongeBob and SquarePants. Yeah, there you go. The pol- yeah. They had them explaining during the game about the uh, the football getting across the goalpost and all this kind of, you know, you had them. Because I watched about a, oh, I watched part of the first quarter. I saw the first Bears touchdown, and then I caught some of the fourth quarter towards the end when I knew it was pretty much 
much. You know, I checked out those parts of it, and you know, like I said, it, I think it was what it was, and I heard a lot of. I mean, it was it was geared for more like the four, five, six year old kids. Nickelodeon kind of has programming up to like preteens and teenagers, but it it was geared for the the younger kids, and because they had their characters. But uh, yeah, that, so that's kind of what it was. Okay. I don't know if they'll do it again or not, but we'll see. Okay. There was a couple of funny things with that broadcast. One in the near the beginning of the game, there was a penalty called, and the announcers were saying, "You know, now kids, now they you know it's nothing terrible, but when you do something wrong, you, you got to realize there are consequences." And then the referee comes yeah. on and says, "There was no foul." Or And the other thing was Chris Russo. He went off on a rant. And he says, why are they putting this game on Nickadolian? <laughs> okay. That's well, that's Chris. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Rick, you did not get your granddaughters in to see it or anything? No, else. no, no, no. Well, they're a little old for that, I guess, now. Yeah. So Nickelodeon, if that's who they were aiming for. So, okay. So, we got we can do our scores. And there's only six scores to do, so uh, yep. we, we should be able to do these relatively quickly. And yeah, then talk we'll about take our a matchup. Won't take us that long, but the Bills uh, defeated the Colts 27-24. to 24. Bill? Missed opportunities, missed opportunities, leaving points on the field, and bad decisions by the coach in the third and fourth quarter, and not good clock management. That's all I can say. So did you hear anything about, is um, Rivers talking about retiring uh, definitely, or or do we know? Uh, I think it's 50-50 with him coming back. Okay. And Josh Allen uh, did the, what you'd expect. He threw two and ran one in. So uh, yep. he's, you know, he's. Yeah, but you know, as start. as far as he's come this year, if if he had, if his teammate hadn't recovered that fumble at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and and Indy, Indy got it, it would have got it in Buffalo territory. Gone in for the winning touchdown, we'd be talking right back the way we were about him last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. And the first win for the Bills in a playoff game since December 30th, 1995, when they beat Miami. So that was that was their last time they won a playoff game. So that streak got broken. We had some long streaks broken this week. Don't think they're going to go far. Oh, go ahead, don't. I go don't ahead, believe don't. they're going to go far in the playoffs. So Buffalo. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people, though, say that the Ravens could win that game. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I think they could, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be a yeah. good game. I think that's, I think uh, it'll be a very competitive game. So. I do, too. Yeah. Okay. Then we went to Seattle, and the Rams <laughs> went in there. And I think most people thought from when Wolford left the game, it wasn't going to go well. But they won the game 30-20. to 20. Jared Goff played reasonably well. Yeah, um, you know, the people the were looking. I guess his thumb did bother him. His passes didn't it, look it that did. good. It did. Yeah, but the thing is, I think Wolford was off to a pretty good start. Oh, he, he was. was good he before was. he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, hopefully Wolford is is okay in case something happens to God. You know, somebody could hit that thumb or whatever. What was Wolford's injury anyway? It was a neck injury. Uh, neck injury. Yeah. And uh, they do have Blake Bortles. I would almost guarantee you they will probably activate him. For this weekend, if for no other reason you do, you know, they didn't have him activated, and I, no. they may do it for this weekend. They said that was the first uh, home uh, Seattle loss in the playoffs since 2004. So that's I didn't correct. get the date on that. But, uh, you know, and that's what you expect with uh, no fans in the in the building. So, you know, of course, they, were, they have the 12. So uh, no 12s for them on Saturday. Well, we talked about Taylor Heineke earlier representing himself. Well, he did, but the yeah. Buccaneers win 31-23. to over Washington, so uh, he represented himself well, but he's going home. Yeah, yeah. Brady. Uh, what through? Now he might. Now to be fair, now to be fair, he might have made himself some money. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, 381 yards he threw and two uh, passing touchdowns. And uh, I think, uh, what is Brady now, 32 and 12 or something in playoffs or 31, 31 and 12? 31. 31 and 12 in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, way ahead in, you know, I mean, they, he always goes back and forth with Breeze and Rodgers and touchdown passes and all that other stuff. Uh, the playoff wins, I think that's, that's a pretty much locked up for him for many yep. years to come. They were talking on uh, sports radio here this afternoon that a few years ago, Patriots had in their quarterback room Brady, Garoppolo, Brusette, and Heineke for a month. That's oh, right. yeah, Heineke and, too. And, and, yeah, yeah, and for <laughs> a December one, and they were saying that uh, you know what a quarterback room that was. None of them are here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, we're uh, we're so happy with Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ravens 20, Titans 13. That was a nice, it was a close ball yeah. game. The Titans got off to a 10 nothing start. Yeah, but back came the Ravens and down. Well, they really down stopped Derrick the Henry. They really stopped him. I mean, yes, they did. First team. I think last year, even Kansas City didn't do that. I mean, Henry got his yards, you know, wasn't a great performance, but he did okay. No. But they really shut him down. Lamar Jackson, 136 rushing yards and, and a 48 yard touchdown that turned the game around. And so if you're going to break your, uh, you know, your streak and have people talk about it, you put it on your shoulders and you know do it yourself and that's what he did it was a good weekend for um for revenge with with baltimore you know tennessee had danced on their logo during the regular yep. season game baltimore got to do that this time and then later on cleveland got to get back at smith houston so yeah okay. saints 21 bears nine yeah. And that game, I would be, I don't, I don't think that game was quite that close. I mean, it was in the no, scoreboard, but no. not quite that close. Yeah. You never thought the Bears were going to come. No, back it was only, no. they only got the, because they got the touchdown at the end of the on game. The last the play of the game, yeah. yeah. But right, the but thing but, is, yeah. I, New Orleans didn't really look like they were on all cylinders. I don't know. No. I, I don't no. know how, what's going to happen with, maybe I mean, they, I, maybe they really did get affected by the slide, the, the animated slide. And keep one thing in mind, they're going to play Tampa Bay for the third time. And of course, uh, um, what was it? Uh, I think uh, New Orleans won the first two. I don't. It did. It, yeah, it's, very, yeah. it's very difficult for a team to sweep somebody. It is. It does happen. I remember the Patriots did it in Miami one time. They played them in the playoffs and had beaten them twice. I mean, it can happen. Uh, that was in the late '90s. But I mean, Brady's got to be just saying, you know, this is this is it. You know, I got to get this guy because uh, Breeze has been yeah. his nemesis as much as uh, as uh, our, uh, Peyton Manning uh, has uh, been. Yeah. yeah. You know, they they always say it's tough to win the third time, but that, I actually heard the stats over the weekend, and and the, the winning the third time is is more. They've done it more than fifty percent. Oh, okay, I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow. And, I know the Giants right. did it to Washington back in their first Super Bowl year. Oh yeah, that's right. But uh, Chicago, Chicago's offense is so conservative. I think it was uh, banned by Twitter. There we go. He worked. See, now that he's got a show to say these things on, he's you know. Did you, oh, did you steal it from uh, Boomer or something? Yeah. I stole it from somebody. I yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Then we had the uh, Steelers losing to the Browns. It was a forty-eight thirty-seven. Boy, that oh boy. was a crazy. Game. That was crazy. Okay, yeah. so first thing that happens is Pouncey uh, throws the ball over Roethlisberger's head, and the Browns get a touchdown. You say, okay, well, that's it. You know, these crazy things do happen. All of a sudden, they got a twenty-eight nothing lead. Browns do, and you say, what the heck was that score that the Steelers came back on them from? <laughs> you know, when back in oh three oh two oh three because they did. They had a big lead then. I remember that. Yeah, and then Roethlisberger gets going, but he keeps throwing in. He threw he threw four interceptions for five, but for four five hundred five hundred one yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, crazy, crazy. Roethlisberger, I think a healthier Roethlisberger, they might have come back on him, but he was not. He was not. <clears throat> Well, they got uh, it to thirty-five twenty-three, but that, yeah, it is not. It is the Swiss cheese curtain. It is not the steel curtain defense. No, that's and, you, you know, I've got to wonder. Do you think Big Ben will be back for twenty-one? 
Uh, I don't know. We, we I don't just, know. Uh, got, Jerry, I think Jerry he will. He's got one more year on his contract, I think. Yeah, Jerry yeah. was uh, was on uh, Sports Lounge and said that nobody knows who's coming back for anything right now with yeah. the Steelers. I think they're really kind of disgusted down there. because well, Jer- know, Jerry's was, in, so I'm sure Jerry will talk about it as we go along. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. I was surprised that uh, they had, Pittsburgh had like a fourth and one near midfield, but I think it was like 11, 12 minutes left in the game, down by 12, and they had all the momentum, and they, they punted. I was yeah, yeah, I, we went right down Mike, the field. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe Mike Tomlin did that. I thought for sure they were going to go for it, yeah. because if, if they would have gone for it and got the first down, they could have scored another touchdown there, and it might have been a completely yeah. different game. You know, because you're right, the Browns weren't stopping anybody, but the Steelers, would, you know, then they would have gotten close, and the Browns would have scored anyway. I mean, the, it just was, they, they were not playing enough defense. Mayfield threw three touchdowns, and Kareem Hunt ran two in, so that was, he, he, they were stars for the Browns. So I guess we, I can quickly give you the schedule and then maybe we can take our break. Does that sound yep. good or do we have calls? There you go. No, we do not have any right yet. All right. So we'll give you the schedule here. Uh, and this is a lot shorter than uh, we just have the four games. So we had our super wild card weekend. This will be our ho-hum division weekend apparently because <laughs> we just have four games. Okay. We have the Rams at Green Bay this starting on Saturday afternoon, all Eastern time, uh, 4.35 p.m. on Fox. Then we have Baltimore at Buffalo, and that'll be at 8.15 p.m. on NBC on Saturday night. The Sunday games, Sunday, and this is like your championship uh, week, the way they set them up uh, from now on, on, I guess, on the Sunday. So we're going to have uh, 3.05 is Cleveland at Kansas City. I don't think they've ever met in the playoffs. I Because you know, Browns have been in the playoffs. A lot of insurance at that game because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is State Farm and Baker Mayfield's progressive. So I think they're going to have a referee from Geico. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, uh, no Geicos allowed. Okay. Or Geckos either. Cleveland and Kansas City, and that's on CBS. And then for 640, the, the uh, those are the young guns at 305. And then the old geezers play at 640 with Tom Brady and Brew Breeze, Tampa Bay at New Orleans on Fox. So this is uh, the, the, you look at the quarterbacks and the young quarterbacks in the AFC. AFC, yeah. Yeah, again, you look at the old quarterback. Uh, not to, you know, Goff is not old, but yeah, the other yeah, guys are, are uh, you know, are older guys. So yeah. that's and the way. It you know goes. what's interesting with this? Think about it. Kansas City, Green Bay are still alive. Played in the first Super Bowl, yep. and Kansas City beat Buffalo in the AFC Championship to get to that Super Bowl. So that's, that's right. Uh, yep. Kind of interesting. They're still alive. And, and, and another and, uh, another thing, Christopher Russo today said he is going to be cheering like the Dickens for the Rams. Or I'm sorry, the Browns. The Browns. He's going to cheer like the Dickens for the Browns to get the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Well, good luck. I don't think it's going to be enough. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. But it's interesting. Now, here's the other interesting thing. With Remember, Baker Mayfield was at Texas Tech. He was a walk-on. Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't. He wouldn't get. He didn't get the scholarship, so he transferred to Oklahoma. And because Patrick Mahomes was going to replace him as a starter the next year, so it's kind of you know that's another connection with those two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And well, we don't also, have any. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Also today, we haven't done a lot of history, but today is the 52nd anniversary of kind of what validated the NFL-AFL merger with uh, the Jets Super Bowl, the win. That's right. That's right. January 12th of 1969, 16-7 over the Colts. So that's right. Well, that's it for the NFL. Let's take our break, Bill, and we'll come back. We'll hit the colleges, and then we'll go on with the other stuff. 
I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. And we're back. So, okay. All Sean, right. how about the college's stuff? I mean, we, we know that Alabama won last night 52-24. to 24. Yes, and not even a real, not even really a game. Nick Saban no. got his seventh championship, most championship. He passed up Bear Bryant for most championships. It's his sixth at Alabama, his seventh overall. Wrapped up the season, and you got to say, another league got another sport got through their season. They had some ups and yes, downs. Yes, they did. But they and uh, there was even some concerns on whether Ohio State whether they were even going to be able to play the game, uh, you know, or not. But they were they using their it. third kicker. Yes, yes and a, uh, now did, uh, Sher- Sermons didn't play. Is he just opting out because he didn't want to get hurt before the draft, or was he? Uh, no, uh, no, it was an injury. No, okay, it was no, an injury. It, yeah, but usually it was, in the playoff games, you don't see them opt out. As no, no, the other useless bowl games is where you see. Yeah, them. now, now, but you look how silly the Big Ten looked because Eli, I was listening to Eli Gold during the game, and Alabama going in with twelve and zero like a normal regular football team, and the Big Ten uh, Ohio State was just seven and zero because you know the Big yep. Ten fooled around so much with everything they did so and so alabama go. yeah they they pulled it off so like i said i gotta give them credit and it showed that the sec the big 12 the acc those three really knew kind of what they were doing they spaced out they they listened how the pandemic was going to get worse as the season went on so they said hey let's yep. get stuff early and look what happened with the big 10 ohio state had to get their rule changed to get in and yep. you know like i said hey as 
Last night, I hate to say it, I wasn't rooting for Alabama, but I was rooting for the offense and watching the offense. <laughs> and that's yeah. the 18th championship overall for Alabama. I, I, I gold, uh, there was an ad running through the whole game that said that we, they had 17, so now they have 18. And they have now moved ahead in you know different sports, but they moved ahead of the Lakers and Celtics who are at 17. So there you go. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they definitely moved ahead of them. And then, well, basketball, I don't think there's anybody close to them. UCLA is only the closest. Yeah, Devontae uh, Smith had over 200 yards and three touchdowns. The Heisman winner. And he did win. He did win the Heisman after yeah. the show was over last. But he week. hurt his hand in the third quarter. I assume he did not come back. I didn't stay up for the no, whole. He, rest did, of he, did, he did not. He did but not. It, he, it probably isn't anything. Uh, I assume he's going to come yeah. out this year. And oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, you know, he'll be fine. So. And, and he was nope. the, for the, the for quarterback. It's only been Alabama guys, non-quarterback, to win. Uh, Derrick Henry won it, and Mark Ingram, and now uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae so Smith, yeah, yeah. And no telling how many uh, coaches are going to be back with Alabama because today Texas did introduce Steve Sarkeesian, offense coordinator, as their coach there. They just finished their press conference about, oh, right after we came on the air, uh, Craig Way was sitting down to have his own personal sit-down interview with him. You You mean he's going to miss the show this week? Oh man! Well, he'll catch, well, no, he he'll catch it later. He, ne- he never, he never listens a lot. Right. Make sure you call him tomorrow and remind him, uh, Sean, to check it yeah, out. He, he downloads, he gets the podcast, which I'll tell you later how to download. Yeah, that's right. Like him, Just, so. You can be, you too, can be like Craig Way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but anyway, but yes, yeah, Sarkeesian got introduced. Uh, as the new head coach of Texas, he said a lot of the right stuff. When I heard, he he talked about his demons and his past with USC. He said, you know what, I became a head coach at 33 at Washington. I wasn't ready. He said, you know, I had an alcohol problem. And he goes, I lost my job at USC. And he goes, USC is almost it's a similar type of situation to Texas. He says, I wasn't ready. I had to learn. He goes, I learned from Pete Carroll. But he goes, I went and learned from probably the best coach, Nick Saban. He was supposed to have been Nick Saban's heir apparent. Uh, if he had stayed, he turned down. So I think at least he's saying the right things, and he said, "Hey." And I don't think about- I don't think there was going to be an heir apparent for a while because Eli Gold said he thinks Nick Saban's going to be around a while. Yeah, I think he. That's I think that's part of why he, Saban told him what happened was since I wasn't here that after the after the semifinal game. He, they met with him Friday night. They got Tom Herman out. Nick Saban said, you get this thing done today. Then you got to focus on our game if you're going to coach us. And he said, he goes, I'm not going to be like the last offensive coordinator that left to take a head coaching job with Mike Loxley. He said, no. Till then, I was an Alabama head coach, and then I'm moving on. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, not a lot of other uh, college coaching. Oh, stuff Jim Harbaugh. This now this is this is one of those Harbaugh deals. He's signed yeah. a five-year contract, so be through through twenty-five. I I don't get it. This is a yeah. guy who, if if anything, was on the ropes. I don't know why you signed him to a five-year contract. I yeah, mean, his contract ran out. They could have very easily, unless they felt they couldn't get. Maybe Matt Campbell is a guy that they wanted. Maybe Matt Campbell said, "No, not right now. I'm staying at Iowa State." That that could be. And they said, "Oh, well, well, and, and, Matt and, and you know, Matt Campbell. Let's let's be honest. It's looking. At, Iowa State is still looking good for the next year or two, anyway. Yeah, and yeah, Matt said, Campbell hey, was high on NFL teams' list too. And maybe Iowa State is looking pretty good for the next, for the next couple, couple years. So Matt so Campbell will have to go there. Yep, we do. Yep. Well, Perry is uh, yeah. echoing. Uh, maybe not now. Maybe it'll go away. But yeah. anyway, the, the, yeah, okay, maybe he did. But the, the thing is that um, it's almost like outdating yourself. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you you know, if you like an assistant, if you like somebody in your program, if you want to look at a, a, a school in the lower echelons of another Power Five, if you, Matt Campbell, can't come, but okay, uh, there, there's other people. This guy apparently is a pain in the neck. 
He has not beaten Ohio State. He has, I mean, it's a matter of time. He is not going to be there, I'll predict right now, and I'll probably forget that I even said this, but, you know, if we had one of these uh, production, uh, you know, like a radio station, he will not finish his contract there. No, No, I I would would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's going to be gone. I mean, look at the guy from Cincinnati. That's a guy you might want to look at. If you can't get Matt Campbell, say, hey, you want to come on or somebody. Yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's some coaches out there. I mean, don't. And now you've got to be careful in that. Like Texas, they brought Tom Herman in, but he had only been a head coach for two years. So he really didn't have, but he was the flavor of the month. He was the hottest guy. And yes, he got them out of the Charlie Strong era, which Charlie Strong had only been a head coach for like, a couple yeah. of years at Louisville, so you want to have a little bit where Matt Campbell had that had the experience as a head coach for a few years, and he and I guess he maybe you know, but they're going to end up. I give Harbaugh three years at Michigan. I, I think one. Years. I really think one. I just something's going to happen. You know, he's going to get if he has a if he has a year like this again next year, uh, they right. they'll buy somebody will and pay he, to buy him out. Yes, and yeah, he yeah. He, I, I, if they don't be and Ohio State again is the big thing. And Ohio State is you know you know you look at the even though okay they got wiped out by Alabama last night, but as far as the Big Ten is concerned, there oh, there's Ohio State and everybody well, else. Because you, yeah, you got Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and everybody else, and then right. maybe Oklahoma. It's kind of why Tom Herman he couldn't beat Oklahoma. That was a big, you know, it's like whoa, he can't get past Oklahoma. Yeah, he wins a game, yeah. a big game when he has time to prepare. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, Oklahoma and Notre Dame are like on the next rung, but yeah, those three are yeah, much better. You know, but I, but you, but I'm, what I'm saying is, your you you have to at least you have to beat your rival. I'm comparing with Michigan, yeah, yeah. Ohio State, and Texas, Oklahoma. You have to beat yeah. if you can't beat your rival, Michigan beating Ohio State or Texas beating Oklahoma on your then yeah right something. and they're in your division so you're going to have a heck of a time making the the the, the playoffs unless they expand you know and one of these years they're going to expand the playoffs they're going to, they're going to expand probably pretty soon yeah, yeah so if you if you can't beat them and you're you're in, you're going to have a divisional loss if you can't beat if you're uh, Texas you can't beat Oklahoma or Michigan and can't beat Ohio State so any more on college football do we have before we go no, on to college no I think that's about it a little bit on college basketball my frustration is this year and I'll probably get into it a little bit more now when the NFL really starts to wind down a little bit, and I'll work harder to find these games and all this. But I can't get scores. I, you know, I there's no way to really get scores. You ask Miss A, she is on a Big East uh, lockdown since like December 23rd. That's like the way you can't even get the next game in Big East uh, circle. You can get scores from other conferences. You can get ACC scores and stuff, but you can't get Big East scores. You don't know which games are being postponed. They're not being publicized. Then you'll you'll see that there's games. You'll listen. Let's say you listen to the XM schedule, and they'll tell you some game is being played, and then you find out later on it never was played. I mean, it is you know there is no because you don't have like. Like a unified league, like we're going to be talking the minute the end about the NBA and all the postponements. At least we know what's going on, and when they're yeah. going to be made up, we'll find out when they're going to be made up and all that other stuff. And you know, it's but the, the college basketball is just a, a, a you know, it's a train wreck really right now. I mean, well, and I'll say once again, I, God, I'm giving the Big Twelve praise, and I'm I've never championed the Big Twelve as a conference. The Big Twelve has <laughs> handled. They have handled their postponements and said, okay, this is how we're going to do this. We can ship these games. Uh, there's talk that some of the conferences, since you know they're not really having a lot of fans there anyway, may not have their conference tournaments this year. I think the Big 12, the SEC, I've heard talk of the ACC possibly doing this. Uh, right. That, and even the Big East, that they may just say, you know what, let's don't have our conference tournaments. Let's use that week to make to up make the other up games. any yeah. games yeah. that we have, plus – like in some of the conferences, as you notice, they started back in December, so they can space they can space games out. But on a more positive note, now this is kind of a feel good story. And this, all right, with the University of Texas and West Virginia on Saturday, Texas beating West Virginia, Andrew Jones, 
hit the uh, winning three-point shot. Not to shot. be confused with the old baseball player. Right. Yeah. For the Braves. And, Andrew Jones, but here's the significance. You may be going, okay, big deal. He hit your school, your team. He hit a, he hit a three. He did it on the three-year anniversary of the day that he had to leave for Luke because he found that he had leukemia. He had to he had to walk away from the game for and get treated for leukemia. So he hit the winning three point shot on the three year anniversary. Wow! And yeah. another team has had to pause their program. Nebraska, the, the men's yeah. Nebraska program has well, their program today. Been paused for a while. Anyway. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and you know though, and you know though, Sean, the former Iowa State coach Fred Hoiberg is the coach at Nebraska. So they're, yes. they're not yeah, doing. They're not really doing that well. No. Well, and uh, the Bulls fans will tell you uh, good riddance, you know. Yeah. Well, but he's yeah. a, no, no, but I think you would agree, though, Sean, as a he's a very good college coach. No, he is a very good college coach. Yes, yes. He is. Yeah, and he just got coach. to Nebraska, so you got to give him a little time, too. To yeah. get, you know, get people I'm going to give some of these smaller conferences, Conference USA, the Sun Belt, uh, the South, some of these others where they have to travel a little bit. They're doing stuff. With their games, this is how they're they're saying. Okay, we're not. We may not do a home and home. They're saying that one of the team sites we're going to do back to backs, like two days. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, that's so what the I, Missouri. That's what the Missouri Valley yeah, is doing. Missouri Valley's and, doing that. And that's another thing that does that gives you time to make up games if you need to. That's yeah. right. That's, that's right. That's a big reason. That's why the head coach at Texas State said that their league decided to do that. So mm-hmm. Sunbelt and others similar. There's about, there's because about we're like, like this weekend, that. like this weekend, they were supposed to be a big showdown, Drake and Loyola, for the lead in the conference. Yep. Drake has yep. COVID issues, so they just switched around, and Loyola played Indiana State. Yeah. Yep. Well, the NBA, uh, we haven't figured out how they're going to make all this up, and it just started to hit. You know, we had that original, uh, you know, the first full night of action. We had uh, Houston and Oklahoma City got postponed, but now we've had Miami and the Celtics have been postponed. Uh, uh, what's New Orleans, the, Dallas, New Orleans, Orleans and Dallas, Dallas, Chicago, Celtics, 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 and now Orlando and the Celtics. And Orlando and the Celtics. So yeah. now I know they have a pause built in uh, from uh, like March 5th to the 10th. But I don't know. They have that pause. They're not going to have the All-Star game this year, and I think that's where they can get some. And then they have they have time built in from the second half from the March 10th to May 16th. They have more more time built in to make up stuff. Also. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know whether they've got to re uh, uh, you know reexamine their protocols or what's going on. They're too much travel, even though they're doing the thing like you say. You know, the, the playing two games. You know, Celtics like were in Detroit twice. Well, they were in Indiana twice. They've done that stuff. I don't know what's going on, but it's and, just not working. And right. it's not well, they did vote court, today but, to tighten their. I don't know what, exactly what they're going to do, but they did vote to tighten their protocols too. Well, yeah. Because they said after uh, Kyrie Irving, he's yeah. now out for four games. He's out for four games. Uh, he was at a party where somebody tested positive for COVID, and nobody was wearing masks. They're looking into it. They don't know if there's going to be suspensions or not with him. They're looking into season. Why am I not surprised? The, o- the only difference in his, I guess, and some of the others that we were – I mean, it's right. His was at least within his own family, not a – not a yeah, you know he wasn't yeah, he, he was wasn't a, somewhere where he really wasn't supposed to be but no, right. he, still. he was at a, and then something happened and he so where James Harden and the whole rocket thing where they had their little scare that was just but the NBA I gotta say they you know I think they'll get it done they they have you know they'll work it out I, I believe because they know and it's just as certain players. Just kind of like in in baseball, you had the Marlins and the Cardinals with their incident, and you have right. certain players that bring it in. And they were talking about this. Craig Lay, speaking to him, mentioned again, was talking about yeah. this on his show today, and he said that they were talking about and how it, there is not where basketball you think is they're very close to each other. It has not been on court 
No. Tra- you know, uh, transfers, and you know, that's the closest contact of all the sports because yes, you know right. they don't have any pads on. They're don't. They're right there. Yep. And they ha- it hasn't been on court. It's been off. It's it's all been off court related activities. Hmm. Okay. So I guess uh, any more NBA before we go to baseball? No. Okay. So baseball, we had a few uh, things. The Cleveland Indians made a trade. They traded Francisco Lindor and uh, Carlos Carrasco. Lindor is a shortstop. Carrasco is a pitcher to the Mets for Ahmad Rosario and some prospects. I guess there was another player uh, mentioned, uh, uh, somebody, Jimenez. Uh, yeah, Andre, Andre Jimenez, Jimenez, who's a shortstop. Andre Jimenez. Yeah, Andre. they got a shortstop back. But uh, this is two teams going in different directions. The the Mets are trying to build up their roster, and the Indians are, you know, that that whole middle of the country in baseball is getting to be the vast wasteland. Everybody's going uh, somewhere else. Central's going down there. It looks like now it's probably going to be the, between the White Sox and the Twins in that division because uh, Cleveland's taking a step or two back. And uh, then we have Kyle. And here's another one for Perry. Every week we're probably going to go over one of these. Carl Schwarber is now gone from the Cubs to Washington. So, and you know what? Out of all of that, Chris, he got a pay raise. He was okay. only going to make eight million with the Cubs, and now he signed for one year and about somewhere between ten and eleven million. Absolutely. Okay. And then uh, while we're at it, let's see who's the guy on the who's your guy that you lost uh, this week? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lose a Liam Hendricks. Uh, Liam Hendricks. And all I can say is Jamal is going to be very happy because uh, he's going to do very well for the White Sox. He signed three years, fifty-four million dollars. He's a pitcher, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a very good closer, by the way. So, okay. yeah. Um, congratulations, Chicago. Uh, you got a hell of a guy. He's from Australia, and he's got a hell of a sense of humor. So he'll liven up that White Sox clubhouse. Okay. And if you believe what you hear, the White Sox are still interested, maybe in Wainwright or and or Yadier Molina. Um, yeah, maybe both. Maybe mm-hmm. both. Okay. No, they're they're uh, they're all in this year, and I think the Twins will be good too. So I think that's going to be a two-team race there. The Twins probably need a pitcher, and they they really need to bring back Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had one uh, news, a little news from the booth. Victor Rojas is not coming back for the uh, for the LA Angels to do TV. He's been there since 2010. Started off in the broadcast booth uh, with Texas. I didn't know he was Cookie's son. So there you yeah, go. That's why, that, Chris. That's why Milo used to call him Cookie Junior. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's fine. But I didn't know that. So well, there you go. But apparently, Milo, I, I guess, didn't care for him, and no, that's why he well, called him that. Okay. Milo didn't like a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. And, they, and they didn't like him. It was. It was like, yeah. It worked out just fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> any more baseball notes before we go to hockey? I don't think so. There okay. is. Let me tell you about this article I read this morning. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. On uh, The Athletic. It was a Ken Rosenthal article. So, you know, we know that's a good source article. Yep. And he said there is a small group of owners. It's not many, but he didn't say who. But there's a small group of owners who want to delay spring training until April, start the season in May, because the theory is by that time there should at least be some fans in each location mm-hmm. because if you start in on time there's not going to be fans everywhere california won't have them uh, you guys probably won't chris no no new york but yep. he said he said that, that that's the thought but the you know and then you would play your playoffs in november well tv doesn't like that and also the um teams really don't want to do that because you get you know, if you can have fans, why would you want to play your postseason with in somewhere else where you can't? You know, where your That's fans true. aren't going to be. Yeah. That's true. Although, as Perry and I keep saying, the weather on average in November is better in the east and the Midwest than it is in April. 
you know, I, I think I, it really doesn't warm up here till the, about the 20th of April uh, for sure. And yeah, uh, November, you can, you can stay warm for about the first half of it. So I don't know. I, I'd put up an average November day against an average April day any, any time. But uh, that's just me. Okay. Hockey. We, do have a, we do have a call, Chris. Okay. So let me uh, – Jamal, if you want to unmute yourself, we would be able to hear you. Good, good evening, gentlemen. How are you all doing? We're doing, we are all doing right. fantastic, Jamal. Jamal. How about you? All right. I want to talk about football and baseball. Okay. First of all, about this uh, closer that the White Sox acquired. I'm happy that the White Sox signed him, although my thing was, why didn't they just keep Alex Calame number one? And their thought, two, their thought there, Jamal, is that Calame didn't throw enough strikes. Okay. And, 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 and Liam Hendricks is always in the strike zone. He's not wild. Um, he, he he basically blows people away with his uh, power. So uh, and he and he doesn't throw wild pitches. So how? By the way, Robert, how old is this Hendricks fellow? How uh, if I had to guess, I would say maybe twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. And also, and also about the NFL, as I. Checked out the playoff games with significant interest. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I had a feeling Pittsburgh was going to fall flat on their face because Tomlin and his infinite wisdom decided to rest the starters on the last game of the season when they played the Browns. And I'm, and my reaction like, what the hell he was was he doing, knowing that his guys needed the work because of uh, the COVID stuff earlier in the season and all that. That was a time to get those guys work. And I thought that that by being I don't know. I, you know, it, you know, a lot of teams do this and it works out just fine. Patriots did this a million times and it works and you know, that's yeah. fine. I, I think that they had such a weird schedule for that. It, I wouldn't use the COVID part to say that that was a benefit to them at all. Cause they played at so many weird times and they didn't yeah. have practices and they had, and they had two stoppages. They had to deal with the Tennessee issue right. and the Baltimore issue. So well, they, and they, they didn't, ca- and they didn't care if they were the number two or the number three seed. They just said, Hey, we're right. going to play. So that's fine. We're going to play in your yeah. 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 I, I just think the whole I, I think the Swiss cheese curtain is part of it I think you've also got the issue that uh, Roethlisberger you're going to find I'm, I bet you we're going to hear in a week or two that he's gone for some kind of surgery on something and uh, you know other years he's bounced back faster he always gets hurt I mean everybody knows that he, he'll either miss a game or miss a half this year he got hurt I think it was more serious I think he's getting older I guess what they were talking about he doesn't do the conditioning that you know uh, Bree, Breeze and Brady do and uh, so now, now as he gets older it's not as easy for him to bounce back as it might be for those guys. Right, but I also want to bring up another point, Chris. Now, I didn't say COVID was an advantage to him at all. But what I'm saying was they needed much more work than most teams and a lot of teams, other than the Patriots, a lot of teams who rest their starters have not fared well. You know, but the Patriots were the lucky ones. Well, what I'm saying is the two and the three seed, like like Sean said, that didn't really bother them. And what I'm saying is their their stoppages were weird, and so I think they were a little tired. I think even though you may yeah. say, well, they had the, the you know different layoffs for two weeks, I think they had to play a lot of games together. Then they just they looked better towards the end of the year than they had before. But I just yeah. think it was one of those years where they started off so well and then uh, you know got slowed down with the virus. And then after that, they never really could totally recoup. But they played a good game against Cincinnati. For the for the people they were playing, they played well against the Browns. The Browns almost didn't get into the playoffs. Yeah. So well, I don't know. It's just a strange I mean, situation right now there. But yeah. I mean, and also some of the upcoming games, I think New Orleans-Tampa is going to be a good one. I can yep. see Tampa winning that. And I also think that Baltimore, 
I think they stand a good chance of taking out Buffalo. They've got a lot more. Now that you got the Lamar Jackson thing off your back, they've got a lot more veterans in this situation. So I really do think Baltimore's probably going to Right, right. And, and it wouldn't surprise me that Baltimore will do this year what they were projected to do last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give, us a quick hit, give us a quick hit, quick hit Jamal on the Bears, too. Uh, I okay. don't know because, there you because, go. We're, talk, because <laughs> we're talking about – the quarterback's up in the air. My, I'm guessing that they're going to let Trubisky walk and let Foles be the quarterback. Hopefully he can stay healthy and then draft some type of quarterback. But as I tell people, mark my words, the next team Trubisky will go with, he will probably flourish. He'll probably make the Pro Bowl, and then the Bears fans will be crying in their beer. How would you like Big, How would you like Big Ben? Well, hey, I wouldn't mind. I mean, if he if he could stay upright, fine. I, I'd be happy with Big Ben or Matty Ice from Atlanta. Right. You know, they could tell well the lead expenses. They could stay upright. Bring or Matthew here. Stafford, even. I, I mean, wouldn't be one with Stafford, either. Heineke, no. Play with him. No, not Heineke. No. no. He's got to do a little more than that. But he did, I mean, he's he's gonna, play he's well. He's probably going to be the backup in Washington next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he could be the starter in Washington because remember they got rid of um, what's his name uh, a couple weeks ago. Haskins, so. yeah, I know. Haskins, maybe Mariota. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them floating around. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Jamal. All right. And remember, one thing in the NFL, I have to keep bringing this yeah, up. We do. We do have Pierre too. When we're Pierre, if you want to go ahead and start unmuting, go ahead. Hey, what, Robert? Yeah, it's going to be a factor. So you got to pay attention. Is the salary cap is going to drop? So there's going to be a lot of people available for teams to get. So right. All right. Go ahead, Pierre. Let's get the other hey. side. There we go. Are you there, Pierre? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, uh, Pierre. Uh, I was wondering, you know, uh, the Saints are going to be it, it's going to be uh, playing Brady. And right. it, it's almost impossible to be the team three times, and especially a caliber of Brady. But if, if the Saints would happen to win, I sure would want uh, Los Angeles to, to beat Green Bay. <laughs> Because the Saints, every time they've ever gone into cold weather conditions, they've never won a playoff. Yeah. Even even though Pierre, the weather up in Green Bay is going to be pretty good this weekend. Yeah, twenty five degrees. Weekend, you I never don't know. Call that good. <laughs> well, well, no, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, if you put yeah, we, that in retrospect, Chris, for us, that's pretty good. That is, it is, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought I remembered them going in one, and I don't remember what year it was. I want to say five or six years ago on a Saturday night and beating the Eagles in Philadelphia on a cold night. But well, uh, you know, maybe when, I'm crazy. I remember when they went in Chicago on when it was sleeting and raining. And oh, I remember were, that. Oh, that was see, the, but see, yeah. that's totally different. If it's precipitating, that's totally yeah. different. Yeah, but. Uh, but I, and Rick, remember Pierre? I don't know if you heard earlier, but Rick was saying that he's uh, heard that uh, that three uh, three and O thing isn't that uh, unusual. That that does happen on about half the time. So you know. Right. And uh, also on college football, I was reading an article today that the NCAA is trying to figure a way to put a stop to Nick Saban, and because uh, <laughs> because that, no, they said people are getting bored that every. Uh, Every year, you know, he's in the national championship. He's won six out of the last twelve, and it said people are just fed up with it. You know? I agree, I I agree with that. that. I agree with that, Pierre. But here's the thing, and I mean, you and I both follow it. How do you? How, what What do you do? I don't think there's anything you can do, is there? No. I mean, they would They would if John Wooden were around today and had that streak, they'd have been doing it to him too. But That's right. Trying to, or oh, you know, they're trying. They're trying to put stops to Belichick. They're trying. You know, I, I, I would one. tell. I would tell college football coaches do do a better job of recruiting players. I mean, you know, I really thought. And part of it. I think part of it is. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Go ahead, Pierre. 
I said, when you got Saban, you got a choice of somebody going to Alabama or going to some other college, Ole Miss or, uh, you know, uh, yeah. some little state school. He's going to win every time. Well, yes. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead, Chris. Well, what I mean, a couple of things. First of all, it depends on whether you want to play. If the team is too stacked in your position, which, of course, now they have the transfer option. But, you know, you and that's why people are moving around. All these quarterbacks play musical chairs like they do in the NFL, you know, go from one school to the other and everything else. So if you want to play, you might really want to go to LSU or Mississippi State or wherever because you know you can actually play. The second thing is you like gold sounded board last night. I think the thing is you didn't have the normal buildup, the week of parties before the game, the whole thing that everybody has that this was I think of all the sports it really made it more artificial than anything else college football I mean I was listening to that game didn't last have the night. bands there didn't have the bands didn't have the fans didn't have and all the things that people talk about hey I was talking to a bunch of Ohio State folks on Friday night and they said this or that you didn't have all that kind of stuff and you know I'll be really glad when by next fall we should be ready to go with a real college football I think well, it really the, college football more than the other sports and the difference Chris in college football some te- guys were traveling in basketball Hardly anybody is traveling. Right. Yeah. Right. But there was saying. You know, but there was saying. Here. There was saying in that article that Nick Saban is stockpiling young men in the seventh and eighth grade. You know, he he already knows well, when they come around. You know, yeah. He's well, get he, them. They can. Yeah, he can be interested. He, he's done that. There's been others that have tried to do that over the years now, and I'm interested to see how many of them will still commit because they cannot sign, obviously, until December of their senior year. So how many of them, oh, I'm going to go in the eighth grade because there's been several players that I have with him, but some of these eighth graders now, are they going to be there? Now, here's another another situation. This is apparently some of the guys – that we're looking at coming to Alabama, we're coming because it's Sarkeesian. So as a Texas fan, that's kind of like, I mean, there's a top receiver that was like, you know what, maybe I'll go with Sark over here to Texas instead of Alabama. And that, so that's kind of a, you know, that they're looking at. But I think the I mean, school, just, I think the school of Pierre and the SEC that is really down is going to be Mississippi State. There's people, leave, they're dropping like flies leaving that school. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Ole Miss is doing pretty well. LSU is doing pretty well, but but Mississippi State—they're—they're leaving in droves. I mean, Jimbo Fisher's had a really good recruiting class at A and M. I mean, he's okay. All right. Well, I just hope, you know, I mean, we are going to start to get back to the real, you know, context of sports in the next two or three months. And but college football, I think it hurt the most. I really do think that it was yeah. very antiseptic and just not, you know, I could get into the baseball a little bit better. And, and, and the NFL has been pretty good, actually, considering. I mean, hey, we always want the fans and would love to hear the, the Rams. You would love to hear the Rams fans shut up by the uh, by the Rams. I mean, the uh, Seattle fans, Barry, shut up by the Rams uh, the other day. You know, that well, kind of thing. And how quiet we do, it would Chris, be, but, callers make the show go around and we have another one uh david usf if you would unmute please we will hear you hey guys how you doing hello we're all yeah. up a little bit more all right i don't have any guests to announce this week there you go. i have news about victor rojas former angel broadcaster uh-huh uh, he was uh yesterday he was hired by the frisco rough riders of uh the double uh, a affiliate of the texas rangers he is oh. the new yeah. new president and general manager oh wow okay well, I guess going, he went back to his wasn't family for there, two days. Wasn't there a problem, though, David? I think you mentioned this on the phone. What he had some, he was going to be the GM, or he interviewed with the with the Angels, and when he didn't get that, I wonder if that didn't, you know, there was some problem there. 
Yeah, he lobbied to be uh, moved to the front office, and he didn't get the job, apparently, yeah. obviously. And uh, so yeah. you know, he, well, he stayed with the, he stayed with I, the intros for one more year and then finally decided to move on. I, I, love, the, hey. I love these stories, though, uh, David, because you had said he was going to spend more time with his family. Well, the two days were enough, and that was it. <laughs> and the Frisco Rough Riders are actually they're owned by the Texas Rangers, so he could have a shot of possibly getting back in Texas. Getting up into, well, the yeah. broadcasting or in the, in the front office there yeah. the big, and yeah. Frisco's only Frisco's only about 30 minutes from Arlington so yeah so okay well that's good good for him yeah. he's a good announcer I like him you know he's he's done some Angels radio and stuff I've heard him so he's, he's not bad Eric Nadell's been any younger so no yeah. that's right okay thanks David Okay, the hockey. And uh, as David reported, the United States beat Canada 2-0 in the World Junior uh, Championship. They won the gold medal. I guess they do a medal uh, kind of thing. It was their uh, fifth uh, gold ever and five out of the last six medals. They've medaled five out of the last six years. So uh, not all gold, but fifth gold overall. And they played in Edmonton in the uh, Rogers Center. And uh, and then we have uh, a problem. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess they have big tra- training camp rosters, Robert. But a whole bunch of Dallas uh, Stars had the virus a, a few days ago. That is correct. And uh, so the Dallas Stars will, will be starting their their season, I think, about a week later than everybody else. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the NHL has built-in time for situations like this. So... And uh, the first games will be played tomorrow. Uh, three of them will be on NBC Sports Network starting at 5.30. So it'll be 5.30, 8 o'clock, and 10.30. And then the other two will be Canadian matchups. So Okay. Uh, so there we go. for, for that. Now, I first. assume NBC Sports Network, even though we're going to have a Canadian division, I assume they're still going to do games from, you know, going to, I'm, going to I'm still sure that, that they. Game. I'm sure that they will, but they'll probably have to do them remotely. Yeah. Oh sure. Or they'll put them. They'll put them on the NHL Network too. You'll see some of the and you'll see some of them on the NHL Network. I'm sure. Yeah, and now, uh, you know, and when they're on the NHL Network, when when it involves the Canadian teams, you'll get you'll get either the hometown announcers or you'll get the CBC announcer. Oh, that's right. When they do hockey night, they run the CBC announcers. Don't they? Yeah, that's right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that that's so. cool. And do you know what happens to be the first game tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, I believe. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, I, I and, and Jerry pointed out um, that until he is vaccinated, and I don't know if this will put him to the top of the priority list, but that um, uh, Jim uh, Lang, I can't think of his first name. Mike Lang. Mike Lang Mike, will Mike not Lang. be doing, yes, will not be doing the Penguins until he is vaccinated. I think Mike Lang, uh, after I heard him some during the playoff last year, I think he maybe needs to hang it up. Yeah, I think, I, think well. he, I think he needs to hang it up. Sorry, Mike. And uh, Rick Jenneret for Buffalo, I think he needs to hang it up as yeah. well. So This has been um, a boon to some of the older announcers. Of course, Bob Bucher probably did every Brewers game this year and stuff, but normally wouldn't be traveling. Uh, no, he, no, he, no, no, he only did the ones that were scheduled for home games. Oh, yeah. he did it that way. I think uh, Mike Shannon did a lot of them, too, though. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a boon for some of the older announcers who got this down. But I think those are two who kind of need to, to hang it up. Uh, Mike yeah. Lang, he really couldn't see the puck very well, you could tell. Yeah, and, uh, and him and Rick Jenneret are the yeah. two that have to go. So, and, now, well, I okay. think, uh, Jer- Jerry, go ahead and unmute yourself, and, and uh, you'll be able to talk about Mike Lang probably. Go ahead and yeah, hit go star ahead, six. Chris. Go ahead, Chris. There okay. you go, Jerry. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, do Jerry. let's uh, talk to Jerry, and then okay. we'll finish it up here. All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mike Lang in his prime was oh, great. great. It would have been his 46th season, and I don't know how they handle that thing, what the way the vaccine is. I don't know if he's going to wait like everybody else. Uh, he might not have to 
big of a season. But since we're on the subject of hockey, uh, Robert, do you know how much they're charging for NHL center ice this year? Uh, no, and I was never able to find out a price for NBA League Pass either, Jerry. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, my advice to you would be to call your cable company tomorrow and ask them, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the last item for hockey that I have is that Corey Crawford, the former goalie for the Chicago Blackhawks, had retired. He had signed with the New, New Jersey uh, Devils, and I guess he got there and uh, that, that wasn't his cup of tea. So he is No, and uh, he's going to go to work, apparently, in the NHL office. So, oh, okay. Uh, apparently, he'll be working in the league office and um, because he <clears throat> over the, uh, when hockey was off, he came up with several ideas to change the game, and even Gary Bettman said, uh, hey, with your ideas, you could be a future commissioner. So he offered him a job to come to work okay. in the league, and okay. I, I, that's what he's going to be doing. All right. And, and if I am not mistaken, he won two Stanley Cups in 2010, 2013, and 2015, correct? No, uh, he won in 13 and 15. Uh, another goaltender won in 10. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought he might have been. I remembered him against the Bruins, but okay. Yeah. Uh, 13 right. and 15. And one other note, and this is a sad note, and you would think sports stars or most sports people would have financial advisors. But apparently NHL players don't, or, or this one decided not to. But Evander Kane of the San Jose Sharks yesterday filed for bankruptcy, and he's $27 million in debt. So wow. uh, it goes to show you, even when you have money, if you don't take care of it, uh, you could be in some serious trouble. So uh, I think most superstars or most sport people these days don't have those issues. But um, uh, something must be going on in his case. But that's the uh, story from San Jose I got yesterday. He filed for bankruptcy and he's twenty-seven million dollars in debt. So wow! Wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it for hockey. So I think uh, if we don't have any calls or anything well, else, well, let me get to a couple other uh, auto racing notes real quick. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. yeah. Real, real quick, uh, Daytona. It will start as scheduled with the Bush Class and this Bush Class. And thanks you to David USF for this one. February 9th, they're going to do it on Tuesday. The night they don't want to do it on Super Bowl Sunday. And then they'll have all the events the 12th, 13th, leading up to the race on the 14th. They're going to they're going to have everything go off as planned. And you know NASCAR, one of the first ones to come back, and they did it very smoothly last year during a lot of stuff. And had a at a track that can tracks that can seat 160,000, they can probably still get thirty, forty thousand in and do pretty good. Yeah. IndyCar has delayed their uh, race season from March seventh to April eleventh. Uh, Is it April eleventh? And then their race that was supposed to have been on March seventh got moved to April twenty fifth. Uh, the two, the towns escaped me, but April 11th is when they're actually going to. And also, in, also in NASCAR, Sean, there'll be uh, lots of there'll be lots of drivers in different locations for different teams, and I think we'll have some new drivers this year because uh, several retired after the season last year. So it'll be interesting to see who winds up where. Yep. Okay. All right. Now we can get to the poll question. Yep. All right. And once and once again. If you want to call in right now and answer this poll question, download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. When you get in, star uh, and then 287-723-4600. Hit pound key twice, star nine, raise your hand. And when we tell you to unmute, you star six. The poll question in honor of the late Tommy Lasorda, 
Give us some of your favorite sports rants and tirades, either by players, coaches, whoever. Give us some of your favorites. So let's go ahead and start with you, Chris. Okay. I don't remember what it was about, but I think, you know, Tommy Lasorda sounded mild compared to Lee Elia. I don't remember what his problem was. It was, it was Chris, it was he about day baseball in Chicago, and that was going to yeah. be one of mine. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. You can talk more about it then, because the other two I remember is, uh, was it Jim Mora or Jim Mora yeah, Jr.? Yeah, Jim said, Mora. Jim Mora. Playoffs? Playoffs? You think we're going to yeah. playoffs? And they didn't make the playoffs. He was right. Yeah. And the other thing was Denny Green when he said, that, you know, because they almost beat uh, somebody or whoever, uh, and they played yeah. pretty well. He was coaching the Cardinals. They almost beat somebody. I think and, it was the Bears. I think yeah, it was and the Bears. He said, were they, were, and they were pretty good that year. And he says, you know, somebody asked him, was, were they were pretty good out there? They were. They were. Who we thought they were. They were just yeah. We thought they were. Yeah. He was yep. just really frustrated that they had lost. It was a Thursday night game. They'd lost a close one, and he was not a happy game. <laughs> That's what I remember. No. Go ahead, All right. Barry. Well, uh, as you mentioned, Chris, Lee Ilya was one, and, and he somebody asked him, I believe the question was something about playing day baseball versus night baseball. And boy, did he go off on that subject! <laughs> it was he not. Didn't, it was he not, liked. He didn't like playing uh, day baseball, or he did, or what? what he was would prefer. Point? I believe the thing is, he would have preferred to have played night baseball. Okay. Yeah, because uh, during the day, as I understand, if I remember it correctly, Perry, uh, too many people went to Wrigley Field and they were drunk and right. caused all kinds of issues. And oh, they, nobody drinks at night. Yeah, and no. he, didn't, he, he didn't like that. You know. Okay. And Whatever. Tommy and Tommy, of course, had a few had a, a few good ones. Tommy Lasorda, yeah. and uh, we can't forget. I don't know any specific ones that he had, but you can't forget Charlie Manuel. He had a tendency to go off too at times. <laughs> okay. Phillies. Yeah. All right. So let's see, uh, Robert. Uh, one that I will never forget, and I don't know how all this got started. But in Philadelphia, Allen Iverson talking oh, about yeah. practice. Practice. You know, yep. uh, I mean, he went on this whole tirade. What the hell are we talking about practice for? And he, he went on and on and on and on. It also, I, a, player, a, a, a reporter asked him about uh, practices. He missed well, how, are you, how are you doing practice? Yeah, oh, no, he practice. missed some, That was it. He missed some practices. And when he came back, that's when the reporter asked him the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I will never forget that one. But Allen Iverson, and he was somebody, yeah, he was a little feisty, but normally he was pretty nice and decent to reporters. But that was the only time I can ever remember where he actually just went off, you know. So okay. that that's a highlight. And, um, you know, of course, uh, we can't forget the Lee and, and all the Tommy Lasorda rants. But, mm-hmm. Boy, when David played those this week, uh, I, the, they brought back lots of memories, especially the Dave, Dave Kingman one where, you know, yeah. he hit three home runs, drove in eight runs, and and uh, poor Paul Olden. <laughs> I guess he should ask a different question. But well, he, he actually, actually, they were kind of laughing at the end of it because he, yeah. he said, "Well, you know, it wasn't a bad." You know, he said, you, "I think he said the question wasn't a bad question. It was the time that he asked the, the question or something?" Yeah. So he was yeah. actually he was actually being friendly to him, unlike Belichick. If you ask Belichick the wrong question, you're done. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, Bill, what do you what do you got? Well, being from Indiana, we had a basketball coach. <laughs> oh, really? Really? <laughs> uh, we had a few chairs. Um, <laughs> that's one of them. Of course, being a Reds fan, I remember Lou Pinella throwing baseball bags. Um, he's another one who would go off. I remember also Marty and Joe getting 
called to the commissioner's office because of some umpire calls, and they thought maybe they were, in, well, this is popular now, inciting people. <laughs> you oh, know. boy. So those are three. And of course, of the Reds managers have a tirade. I seem to remember one two or three years ago with one of the Reds managers about. Oh, yeah. What was two. his name? David oh, Bell. Oh uh, David Bell. David, yeah, David, David Bell, yeah. Yeah, he had one yeah. in the pitcher that, that went off on the mound. Uh, oh. Yeah. So That's why, Bill, you know Bobby Knight is the reason that the, the chairs in Iowa City are tied down, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, because that is, that is where he threw the chair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Jim Moore That's was a coach here for the Colts when that uh, that tirade. All about the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bobby Knight turned the chair incident into using it in the commercial. That's not how you throw a chair. <laughs> there, there was well, two. If you're going to be if you're going to be George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin or Bobby Knight, you may as well make some money out of these. That's things. right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, when, that, he, when he went oh, to the broadcast, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. Uh, just two other ones. Um, okay. Bill. Napoleon, who was the general manager of the Colts, one of the announcers asked Mark Storen, who's who's been on our All Things Radio, asked him some questions, and he went off on him, and they had to leave the studio. So that one, and there's probably others, but but those really stand out to me. Right. Okay, Sean. All right, well, yeah, Bobby Knight had some good ones. I always think about the, the toilet paper incident in Lubbock where he came running out of the out of the bathroom. He saw what he said, and he had his pants down and had toilet paper. And he goes, see, what's on this toilet paper? This is what you play like. <laughs> and all you have to do is say John McEnroe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is say John McEnroe, and that's enough. So you don't have to say yeah. too much more. Right. Uh, you mentioned a couple of mine that I had the playoffs. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Allen Iverson. Yep. But I also go a couple to the world of college football. At the time, Colorado head coach Dan Hawkins and some and some player asked about uh, or some players were was it asking they want they were the parents were mad because they only had two weeks off in May instead of three weeks before and he goes and he starts going this is this Big Twelve it's Division One football how do you know about three you get three weeks off and he goes on this long rant. <laughs> oh well, uh, Sean what about Mike Gundy that's uh, what I'm getting to yes. Yeah. That's what I'm working my way up yeah. to, Mike Gundy. That's that's one of my favorite of all time. And for those that do not know what happened, Jenny Jamal, Carlson, you're next. Jamal, you're next. If you want to start on muting, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Jenny Carlson wrote for the Daily Oklahoman, and she wrote about this player who, after the game, she saw his mom feeding him fried chicken or something after the game, comforting him, and she said, you know, he really didn't play that good. And my, at the press conference, she was at the press conference, a woman reporter, Jenny Carlson, and she's talked about this, and he got in her face and he said, you know, you want to go after my kids? Where are we at? Where are we at in society today? You want to go after this? Come at me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And he starts going on <laughs> yeah. about, what are you going to do? What? And he starts, what? he goes, I'm the woman, and she's fat. And, she, and the rant went for like 
12 minutes in the press conference, and he's looking right at her, and he goes, you wrote this. Come at me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> it was, I think it was, they played it on the anniversary on one of our radio shows. It's like a 13-minute long rant that he, yeah. that he did. So, I mean, that's probably, that's my biggest one. That you know, in another, I, I have to say this, in another life, Donald Trump maybe should have been a coach or a general manager or something, <laughs> or a manager. Yeah. That might have worked better for him. Anyway, you know, go ahead, Jamal. for that. Okay, I have a few that come to mind. I actually heard the unedited version of the Lee rant. Oh, yeah. I, a friend of mine gave me, I don't know how I got a friend of mine gave me that, I recorded it, and it was an unedited version. And it and it was funnier unedited than it was edited, I must say. Hmm. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll also say this, the, kind of the backstory to that rant was the fact that he was talking to a reporter, Les Grobstein, oh, yeah. the now late night host on the score, was the one who actually mic'd up in the in the microphone, asked him the asked him more questions. That's when he went off on this rant. And then there was another rant that happened involving Tony LaRussa when he managed the A's. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And what happened was I guess one of the Sox pitchers hit Terry Steinbach. And and Grabstein was involved in this too. Grabstein asked him, "How is Steinbach? Is he okay?" Larusa said he was okay. Then Bob Nightingale asked Larusa a question. Then a night, then Larusa went off on Nightingale, challenged him. Nightingale didn't back down. And then Dave Smith, Dave Stewart jumped in, tried to get a nice. <laughs> Nightingale. I remember that now that you mentioned it, Jamal. Nightingale's face. And then, the, and then, of course, one of my other favorite rants I heard was, uh, of course, the Bobby Knight, where he was writing about Greg Graham. So I think it happened in, like, 95 or 96. Yeah. That, that, that was one of the Bobby Knight. And, of course, you had a bunch of Mike Ditka rants that were, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That were legendary, one of which was a rant after a guy asked him a question on his show on the score in the 90s, and he said... I'll meet, he gave the address of house Hall friend to whip his so-and-so, so-and-so, <laughs> right there on the right there on the air. Oh, no. Now, if you want to start so, unmuting, you'll be next. Yep. So there was, So I could probably be all night about some of the ones that I do. Uh, oh, yeah, wh- and what about the Mississippi State coach, Jackie Show, and his cast to the cow doing a half bag? Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. remember that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jerry. Okay, Jerry? Okay, yeah, uh, like Jamal, I heard the Leo thing unedited once, and I forget where. And, uh, of course, Alvin, Alan Iverson about practice. Yeah. And uh, it's too bad he wasn't a professional. You guys talked about our friend John a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his should have gone down in history. Uh, That's right. Well, they do. They're, they're in they our did. phone archives. We hear them from time to time. He claims jur- journalism and breaking news and all kinds of good stuff. Unfortunately, we did not save them all. I wish we did. So, yep. And I like the one about, I never heard the one about the NBA in China. So. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He, 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 he is missed here. Uh, we have a good show, but John would have added to it, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I'll bet, Chris, All you're right, going to tell us about Tommy now. Okay, yep. I will. Well, actually, you know, why don't we do it this way? And I'll still run through my routine, but why don't we have Bill uh, play the Tommy Lasorda sound, and then we'll do the D. Uh, do we have okay. a language disclaimer? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think we need that this time. I don't think we'll need that one this time, but okay. maybe. Well, we'll see. You just got to make sure. But if we do, okay. we'll protect ourselves now. All okay, right. We'll, we'll be good. Say, I, I bleed. bleed. Dodger. <laughs> 
Nostalgia Blue Brood. It's impossible to love anything as much as Tommy Lasorda loved the Dodgers. When I die, I want my wife to put the Dodger home schedule on this tombstone. And when the people are in a cemetery visiting their loved ones, they'll say, let's go to Lasorda's grave to find out if the Dodgers are playing at home or on the road. Now that is pride in the organization that you work for. Is it any wonder many called Tommy baseball's greatest ambassador? If you don't love the game, you should go out and get a new job. His managerial credits alone entrenched Lasorda's legacy in baseball, but it was his charisma and personality that will forever leave a mark on the game. Tommy Lasorda is an incredible guy in the sense that there are about two or three or four Tommy Lasordas. There's a funny Tommy Lasorda. He said Tom Lasorda is the finest manager he's ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lasorda, who can be very mean. I don't give a And there's also the Tommy Lasorda that can just send tears down your face. Everybody worked so hard all year long. I love him. This is the only place to be. Tommy sure did love his players, all of them. A person walked up to me on a writer, and he said, Tommy, if you can pick anybody, if you can start a major league club, and you can have the pick of anybody anywhere in the big leagues to start the team, who would you take? And I, without any hesitation, I said, Eric Davis. I didn't even hesitate. I said, Daryl Strawberry, Mike Sosha, Gibson, Steve Garvey. Lasorda always had a funny way of finding the spotlight. Now look at this. They're going to bring him, what, a jacket? No, it's a chest protector. A chest protector. And he had a unique relationship with umpires as well. Did you give me any time to come out here? I mean, this is the World Series. you got to give me a little time. You want the left-hander the Which right-hander? one would you bring in, Dutch, if you were the manager? Ball club. Right-hander. Well, I'm bringing in the left-hander. What do you think I should do, take him out or leave him in? All right, I'm going to take him in. Okay. That's Tommy. I mean, there's only, there's only one Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda, the artful Dodger, the Hall of Fame manager, and one of the game's most beloved characters has passed away. In his 14 years as a left-handed pitcher, Tom Lasorda spent parts of three seasons in the majors, going 0-4 in 26 games with the Brooklyn Dodgers and Kansas City Athletics. Immediately following his playing career, Lasorda became a scout for the Dodgers, but it was in the dugout, not the stands, where Tommy longed to be. He was given that opportunity in 1965, becoming a minor league manager in the Dodgers organization. We all played for him in the minor league, so we were his father and, and, and son. Uh, he knew when to patch on his back. But he also knew uh, when to spank you, so to speak. I'll tell you one, you ought to have your head examined. Tommy, very outspoken. Come on, big guy, let's go! Very aggressive. Come on, come on, guys! Come on, Peggy! Very good motivating young players. When you leave the batter's box, you got to want two. And on a double, you got to want a triple. His love for the game is what I learned from Tommy. You know, tremendous passion for the game. In 73, Lasorda took that eagerness to the big leagues, serving on Walter Alston's staff for four years. And, of course, he did so with unbridled enthusiasm. He may have struck Shea out, but he will not get Russell out because I believe that you can hit this left-hander. After the 76 season, Lasorda was named to replace Alston as skipper of the Dodgers. This is the greatest day of my life. 
in baseball to to be selected as the manager of an organization that I love so dearly. It was a perfect match. Lasorda had his dream job, and the Dodgers had a field general with bottomless passion and positivity. He was gifted with boundless enthusiasm. It is not phony. It is not fake. I knew he was oh, yeah! Tommy's first act as manager was to convert the training room into his office. Lasorda ordered carpeting, a color TV, a sofa, and a beer dispenser. Anything he could do to lure in an audience. Tommy loved the attention. And, of course, the food. I'll throw lockers, but I will never ever throw a particle of food away his loose style off the field translated into wins on the field and Lasorda led the 81 Dodgers to a World Series championship the Dodgers are the 1981 champions of baseball Lasorda was named National League Manager of the Year in 1988 after leading an undermanned Dodger team against the Oakland A's in the World Series. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Nobody thought we could win a division. Nobody thought we could beat the Mighty Mets. After 1,599 career wins, all with the Dodgers, Lasorda stepped down as manager in 1996 to become vice president of the team. The following year, he was elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my lifetime. And I feel that it won't be too long that my mother will be shaking me and saying, wake up, Tommy. It's time to go to school. I am living a dream. Thank you. Tommy Lasorda remained prominent in baseball for the rest of his life. Baseball has indeed lost one of its biggest personalities and greatest enthusiasts. When I pass on, I want this on my tombstone. Dodger Stadium was his address. But every ballpark was his home, and he loved the game of baseball. Okay, very good. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That was good stuff. So, yep. Tommy Lasorda, uh, born in Norristown, Pennsylvania, ninety-three years old. He was the Dodgers manager from nine twenty-nine seventy-six. And then uh, for four games, then he managed from 77 through 96, June, June 23rd 90, of 96. <clears throat> he felt abdominal pains. And uh, when he uh, had, you know, the next day after he managed on that day, went to the hospital and turned out he'd had a heart attack. And so uh, he thought about it for a month or so. And on July 29th of 96, he retired as Dodgers manager. 
as I said, he had 1,599 wins, but 1,430 losses. I don't know. They must have had some bad years in there, too. But uh, Yeah, they did. Too much about that. Uh, Pennant in 77 and 78 when he lost to the Yankees in uh, six games in each of those years. And then 81 and 84, 81 and 88, I should say. Uh, 81, they beat uh, the Yankees again, I think, at 6. And 88, they beat the A's in 5 with the Kirk yes. Gibson home run in the uh, first yep. game of the World Series off Dennis Eckersley. Uh, okay, and uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Only uh, pitched in 26 games, as they said. Four for the Dodgers in 54, four for the Dodgers in 55. And then uh, he went. He gets traded to Kansas City because uh, they were uh, they wanted to hang on to this kid, Koufax, because basically he was a, a bonus baby. They couldn't get rid of him. So in 56, he played pitch for the A's, and uh, he pitched 18 games for them. He was 0-4 in his major league career with a 6.42 ERA. Now, and he had 37 strikeouts. Much better in the minor leagues. He had uh, he he was in the minors from uh, of course part of the year he was in the majors, but 45 through 60, 46 to 47 he was in the service. He was in the army. He had in the minors he was 136 and 104. And on May 31st of 1948 he had 25 strikeouts in a 15 inning game that he pitched all 15 innings and he got he won the game with a hit. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he made the Hall of Fame in 1997. You know, with players, they um, uh, make them wait for five years, but somebody with a health condition and a manager, they can get in a lot faster. A manager of the year in the National League in 1983 when he lost to the Phillies in the playoff in 88. Of course, he beat the Mets and the uh, A's. In, uh, and then he won the gold medal in Sydney in 2000. And then he was a scout for the Dodgers uh, from 60 through 65 because uh, he wanted to come back to Dodgers system. As a matter of fact, he, he kind of uh, begged them to you know trade him back to the Dodgers. Uh, so he played a lot of his years in Montreal, which was a big Dodger uh, minor league team, 60 through 65, then 66 through 72. He was the man, uh, manager in the Dodgers system, system, and then 73 till the end of 76, he was the third base coach. He survived by his wife, Joe. That would be Josephine, I betcha. Yep. And uh, uh, Tom Jr., uh, Died on seven oh seven ninety one, unfortunately of AIDS, and uh, he never uh, really accepted that uh, that that was the situation. Mike Piazza was the uh, was uh, his godson. Mike Piazza, the catcher for the Dodgers and the Phillies, and you know many Mets. Mets. And the one thing that uh, David USF didn't have, and nobody mentioned, but I remember this because uh, he was always on uh, during the season, come around Father's Day. He and Michael Milken did this tour where they would uh, try to raise awareness for prostate cancer, and uh, he did that on, around Father's Day each year. And Joe Castiglione and, always had him in the booth, and, uh, and they're baseball, good friends. Baseball still doing that, Chris, every yeah, Father's Day. Yeah, but uh, this was um, uh, Michael Milken who had been involved in the investment fraud. And he was sort of doing his penance with that, and uh, did that with uh, with Tommy, and they did a tour. Uh, did every year and always came in and talked to Joe Castiglione. They were good friends, uh, two of the Italians, and uh, they loved to talk, uh, even though they were never in the same league. You could tell they were good friends. So Tommy was a good guy. He also made appearances on some TV shows, some sitcoms. He was on a couple episodes of the show Alice. Uh-huh. And a couple of, a lot of, a lot of appearances on the Tonight Show. I like the fact that he had a beer dispenser in his office. Yeah, I think that's yeah, cool. And uh, he was on David Letterman several times. Oh, yep. he was on, yeah, he used to do the top ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, our next uh, person is Steve Hendricks, 54 years old. He four games for Dallas in 89. He was a tight end and a linebacker. Four games for the Cowboys in 89, and then 11 for San Francisco in 89. And then San Diego from 90 through 94, and five games to Houston in 95, and three with Philadelphia that year. Uh, he got a ring with San Francisco in Super Bowl 24. 
uh, and uh, let's see, on January 28th of 1990. And uh, he had one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown and one interception and three fumble recoveries. And he scored on, uh, 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 let's see, on, on a run to help uh, beat uh, to, to help beat San Diego in a game, 17-0 uh, in uh, one of the playoff games in January of 93. And uh, then he he had a lot of he had a lot of the concussion. Oh, I know. He scored for San Diego to beat Kansas City. That's what he did yeah. in 93. Yeah. And then he uh, had, had a lot of concussions, and he was. they think that that contributed to his death. He was on disability from Social Security and the NFL. Then we have Pedro Gonzalez, 83 years old. Uh, he was from the Dominican Republic. His nickname, strangely enough, was Speedy. Somebody very creative came up with that. He was uh, on the Yankees, his second baseman from 63 through 65. Then he was traded uh, to Cleveland from 65 through 67. 407 games he played in. He had 244. He had 264 hits, eight home runs, and uh, uh, 70 RBIs. And one of the first from the Dominican Republic to play, one of the first uh, 15 players from the Dominican Republic. And, of course, there's so many now. And he... Uh, a diet of diabetes and pneumonia. Then we have D. Rowe uh, Donald, was his real name, 91 years old. He uh, from Worcester, Massachusetts. He played. He was the UConn head coach from 69 through 77, and then his record at UConn was 120 and 88. Pre postseason tournament. He was in the uh, it said it said quarterfinals in the, for the NIT. I'm surprised because I can remember a game where uh, BC beat them in the semifinals to go in against Utah in '74 on a Thursday night. So I think that was the semifinals for UConn that year. I'm sure that was the semis that BC beat them. And then uh, round one in the NIT in '75, and then they uh, made the Sweet 16 for the NCAA in '76. That's pretty good. Before that, he coached basketball at Worcester Academy from '55 through '69, and then he was the athletic director and coach at that at Worcester. Academy and past 30 years he, he was uh, working in the athletic department for UConn and he brought in uh, Gino uh, Oriema and Jim Calhoun and was involved in hiring them and of course they were great coaches for UConn and no cause of death was reported uh, and he uh, let's see Obviously, and 19- Chris Gino still is a great coach. Yes, he is. Well, that's yeah. right. And uh, well, I, I bet Jim still thinks he is too, knowing Jim. Yeah. Uh, and in 1980, he would have been the assistant coach for the U.S. Olympic team, uh, but we uh, boycotted those Olympics in Moscow. Dave Gavitt was would have been the head coach, and uh, he had picked uh, D. Uh, Rowe to be his his uh, Olympic uh, assistant. And finally, we uh, this one we got today. Uh, let me find it here. And by, by the way, Chris, when you yep. do that, Dick, if you want to unmute, we'll get to you as soon as Chris is done with this. Okay, this one shouldn't be too Star long, six. except we are going to uh, ask uh, Bill about this guy after I finish. Wayne Radford, and they played for, university, for Indiana University from 74 through 78, part of the 76 undefeated team. And then, um, and then he played for the Pacers in 78 and 75. He played... Uh, he had to leave after 52 uh, games. Uh, he had an ankle injury, and he was a second-round pick by the Pacers. And he is—he uh, averaged uh, 9.9 points, I think, it was for the Pacers. And then, uh, and he played—he's uh, in the Indiana Univers- University of Indiana or IU, I should, should say, Hall of Fame. And he got in there in 2009. He was a backup guard in that 76 team, and then he was a starter in the next year. Do so, you remember much about him, Bill? Yeah, uh, he went to Indianapolis Arlington High School. I remember him quite well. Uh, heavily recruited, went to Indiana University, was pretty much a scoring guard. Uh, he was good at coming off the bench for a couple years, two or three years, and then, of course, got to start his senior year. 
But I do remember as with the papers, Pacer is a short time, a couple years, but uh, good score. And one of the things they pointed out, his big highlight of his career, because we had a longer thing on him that David put in, was on February 7th of 1976, their undefeated season was in jeopardy against Michigan, who, of course, they ultimately played in the championship game later and, and on a couple months later for the whole uh, ball of wax. But on February 7th, he was a big uh, key contributor in helping them come back and beat Michigan in overtime to preserve their undefeated season. And that's the last undefeated season in men's Division One basketball since 1975-76 Indiana team. That's true, so. and I do remember that game with Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got Dick coming up. We do have Dick. So, Dick, the pressure's on you to take the show home and do it big. So go right I'm ahead. Sure I'm sure he'll Hello, do fine. Hello, boys. Hello. Um, well, you know, listen, the, the, no, first of all, I, we haven't done it, so I couldn't hear your show for a while. The best rant, though, was Lee Elia. They have to be all the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. You think about no undefeated teams in basketball. My God, look at UCLA back in the uh, oh, yeah. 60s and late. I mean, they won every, for how many years they went, go undefeated? I know. think they won like three. Well, when Notre Dame beat them in 74, uh, I think it was, right? I think that they'd gone three years without losing a game, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they know, remember they'd right. won 88 in a row, Chris, and Notre Dame broke their streak. Yep, that yep. was incredible. That, that really was. Um, and, of course, uh, I don't think you're ever going to see another undefeated team like that. No. I don't think so. No. See, the but, thing uh, is that there's so many, A, college basketball has become so much more popular. Kids are starting to play. They were even thinking about going to college, you know, and, and playing basketball younger. It's really prevalent all over the country. And you have, you know, real enclaves. At the time, you 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 know, you got Lou Alcindor to go to UCLA out of New York. There's no way he, he would have been somewhere in the Big East today or, or in the ACC. He never would have gotten off the East Coast. No. Or he would have gone, if he really maybe went undone, gone to Kentucky or somewhere like that or Louisville. And just been in and out quickly nowadays, and uh, but he never would have gone all the way to UCLA. That's for sure. And do you guys know why free football radio went away? Free football radio. You know anything about uh, that, Bill, Barry? Bill, do you know that? No, uh, no, it's gone. It's gone. Well, oh yeah, Dick. I mean, with the advent of apps and that kind of stuff, there's there's no reason for them to do a website. I mean, it's just too hard to. To keep, to keep up. I mean, with apps, it's just taken them away. There's very few people who want to sit down at a big computer when they can take a phone and yeah. do a few clicks and or or, or, or a lady a or whatever. or whatever and do it that way, right? Yeah. Or go, or whatever. Why why do all that? And that's well, what's like, happening. For example, I I use the uh, lady a too, but the thing is, with I was using. Um, if I can avoid using SiriusXM because they're way behind, like I know. two or three plays behind, and now I've got some stations um, that I can get on the Lady A, who are still around, who are still live streaming, and there yep. maybe one play on. And if I'm yeah. talking to somebody yeah, on the phone watching it, it's nice to have you fairly in sync instead of being like three plays behind. Yeah. That's my problem with SiriusXM. No, I, I get it. You're right, and you know uh, the ones that stream, I always prefer them and uh, I did a little with Miss A this weekend but I did uh, when I could I listened to Buffalo streams uh, you know the the Steelers were streaming and the different ones were so I was able to uh, the uh, Bears did so yeah 
Yeah, Bill, I'm sorry about your Colts, but the Bears, they were terrible. All no, I mean, the, the I see the Colts, they just, or the Bears just, either he retired or was let go of Chuck Pagano, used to be the defensive coordinator for the going. Bears, he's gone. But I just saw that come across the wire. But mm-hmm. no, Dick, you're going to find it harder and harder and harder. Everybody wants instant. And yeah. so if they can say play the Bears or go to whatever, I mean, it costs a lot of money to maintain a website, to keep it up and to keep it going, and they're getting no money at it. You guys want free, 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 and you don't want to pay, pay, pay for anything. Well, even a thing like TuneIn went away. Right. Uh, basically, right. Yeah. They, they went away. Right. I was, paying, I was paying for tuna. Yeah, yeah, I did too, but yeah. they took it away. Uh, if, Again, you know, right. if, if they don't think they're going to get enough money, they're going to take stuff away. I mean, yes, Sirius XM is like two or three plays behind, but uh, I feel lucky that we have it because I remember years where, where yeah, you were stuck with your local team. That's right. You, you couldn't hear anybody else. That's exactly so, yeah, right. The mutual game of the week, maybe. Yeah. Yep, that's well, right. So when, when the NFL started live streaming, that was the main reason I bought a computer for the house. I wanted to hear the games. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. On, your com- on your computer, Dick, there is one option. It's not a cheap option, but there is NFL.com, but that's 100 bucks a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little It's price. not a cheap option. Like I said, it's I not a cheap option. Well, I, I did pay about $10 a month for, uh, for TuneIn. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. unfortunately, TuneIn did not make enough money. That's why they took yeah. it away. Yes, sir. Unfortunate, just, it really is. But like uh, I know, I just it just bothers me being so far behind. Uh, and, I know. And, you know, some, some of the sites they are live streaming though. Um, yeah, who did that? I think the Lions were live streaming. Um, I think Pittsburgh was. I was playing around with it. Uh, yeah, Orleans, there's different stations you can find, and uh, you know, and then, and I did look for some, but some of them I just said, oh, if I'm just going to listen to one feed, which I did pretty much this weekend, I didn't go back and forth a whole lot except for the at the end of the Browns and the Steelers. But basically, if I'm listening to one feed and I just start with that feed and stay there, I don't really yeah. care if they're a couple minutes behind because I'm not watching it with anybody, so it's all right. Yeah. yeah there you go. I mean, yeah. if you oh, do One last thing real quick, guys. Uh, yeah. uh, the Bulls this year, I, they, the record is 4-7. and seven, And, you know, Chris, um, they got uh, postponed with Boston. You yeah. guys are sick. Um, but at least they're competitive this year. That's good. And uh, I do I do think Chicago has, has got a good basketball coach, uh, you know, just yeah, give, him time. give him time, and uh, the Bulls will be uh, good once again. It'll take a few years, but well, next be okay. week, next week, I'm going to try to get the NBA standings pulled together. I'm going to ask Miss A because it's kind of goofy if you ask her for the whole thing; it'll she'll give you last year's. Uh, we tried yeah. that yeah. Yeah. over no, my friend Rick uh, the other day. <laughs> but uh, but if I ask about the individual teams, I can get them that way, and I'll put them to put it together, and we'll have the NBA standings next week. Boys, have a good one, and right. you too. Uh, thanks for hearing, right. hearing me out here. Yep. All, All right. right. Bill, Bill, did you, Bill, did you have something before we wrap? No, I don't really have anything. It's just, it's unfortunate, but unfortunately, Dick, those things have just went by the wayside. Remember, I had a website of 15,000 radio stations, right. but nobody cares. No. No. All right. Go ahead, Sean, oh, wrap it up. All right, folks, well, we want to thank all of you for listening, tuning in here, and thank the participants. We've had more participants than we've yeah, had. Yeah, we did. A lot of weeks. calls tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of calls. Uh, don't forget, if you or anybody wants to listen, just like our, our buddy Craig's and Sienna Press Conference to do, you can download the podcast 
at legendoldies.com. You can type in Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher, or you can tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Also, option eight is All Things Radio. Option seven is Coffee Club, which they'll be having that up tomorrow, and uh, other great options, Old Time Radio, and other shows on some of the other options over there. So anyway, well, we got some divisional playoffs to go watch this week, and some other news, and until next Tuesday, or whenever you're listening again the next week, we will see you.